I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. start today talking about an insane dreary fic that I read really recently um, a little one shot that was just published like a couple weeks ago um, it's not related to the topic of today but it is extremely weird <laughs> the fic is called payback which is written by anonymous so it wasn't even something that someone wanted to put their name on I guess um, it is a sequel to a fic with a similar premise mm. which is basically where Harry is shrunken down to about half an inch tall. He, he's tiny. Half an inch. <laughs> he's a little guy. <laughs> he's a little man. And Dre, this fic does include, this is non-consensual, um, but... Oh, yeah, it, obviously. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> obviously. He, Draco, to fuck with Harry, decides to take the little tiny Harry and store him inside of his dick hole <laughs> oh jesus christ um i guess just like a little flesh pocket just put him in there. oh my god <laughs> tuck him into the foreskin like a little blanket yeah that's i was like um it gets him out by jacking off and then it is you know come there's little tiny harry and i was like reading this and i was like how did i even end up here like i <laughs> so horrified i was like this is this is pretty weird, even for yeah, what, me. Yeah, what dark corner of AO3 <laughs> did you even find that? <laughs> and the fact that it's a sequel to a fic with a similar premise, except it's Snape, who is reduced to the size of about three inches. He's a little bit bigger and um, is used as a jack-off tool f- at, f- by Sirius Black. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting pairing. People, people are so inventive. Um, wait so it was the same person and they wrote the sequel or is this I'm like someone else's work and then somebody else is like i gotta add to this i think it's the same person i don't think you can add to like as like a sequel to somebody else's thing but they are both written by just anonymous like it's mm. like not written by someone but it is for two people like it's it implies that it was um requested by <laughs> some people so somebody wanted this somebody wanted this um wow so it was it was a direct like commission almost yep yep so um that's anyways. so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> um this is our fifth time recording this so this had to be the cold open this time because all the other cold opens i'm like it's it's they've been used like yeah well i mean first of all i don't even remember them to you know like everything just exits my mind as soon as we say it um but yeah it's oh my god guys the fifth time recording this yes we're hoping that this is our final time because otherwise you might just never get this episode honestly it's i guess against god's will but we'll we'll fight him on it Mm -hmm. we're trying to be you know as heathens as we can Mm -hmm. as is our right yes as true americans (laughs) All right. Well, welcome to the pod, you guys. I'm Spencer, and on the other side is Alaska. What's up? Um, and this is the podcast rejects. Did I say that? 
<laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> okay, that's the podcast. If you're wondering, um, if you just if you were didn't look at the title <laughs> at random, yeah, you were like playing podcast roulette. This is the podcast rejects. Um, and today we are discussing the Omega Verse. Yes. So, if you know anything about it, you understand why God hates us, <laughs> right? And why the cold open was so extreme. Um, <laughs> so before we get into it, I just want to give some like basic trigger warnings up top. Um, there is like in the Omega Verse stuff, there is sort of some implied dubious consent. Um, if you're not comfortable with that, it's not really the stuff to engage with. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about some pretty gross biological things that happen within the Omega Verse. Like, just be prepared. Um, <laughs> and if you're related to me, I'm sure you've already shut this off based on the <laughs> based on the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have it, please do. <laughs> I don't need you to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. No one related to me listens to this anyways, but if this is the one that for some reason you decided to start with, go, go listen to some other ones, please. <laughs> Never one. this one. Not this one. All right. So the Omegaverse, or ABO, which is an abbreviation that stands for Alpha, Beta, or Omega, um, is a subgenre or an alternate universe version of erotic writing. Um, it's basically a dominance hierarchy system where characters are separated into defined biological roles uh that of an omega a beta or an alpha generally Mm. speaking they can be there can be other ones depending on the lore but that is the general basis of it Mm -hmm. um the biological roles in this are usually referred to as like a second gender so they can be as applied to any male or female character um and then it usually presents when the character reaches adulthood or post-puberty. Um, that's the general idea, at least. The Omegaverse is essentially a type of writing or a genre around mating cycles, which is basically something that shows up in, in most mammals uh, where they go through periods where they are more fertile and so that they can match up and procreate. And so mating cycles within the Omegaverse and these sorts of things, it's it's changing a human character's biology to reflect some sort of mating cycle that you would see typically in a mammal. And also just a quick note about the term. Uh, I'm going to be using the terms Omegaverse and ABO interchangeably. Mm. They are actually different because ABO refers to specifically these sexual dynamics that show up within the Omegaverse. And Omegaverse refers to a fic or a published story that is set in this alternate universe in the Omegaverse alternate universe they have small nuances but they are I'm just going to be using them interchangeably because it's not super important also some people avoid using ABO which when it refers when it shows up as like a tag or something it has slashes between it so A slash B slash O but the letters ABO do spell out a racial slur for Aboriginal Australians. So some people avoid oh. using that as a thing. Um, they're not related, obviously. That would right. be insane. Um, but just so you're aware. Not really creative with their racial slurs over there, are they? <laughs> they never just are. <laughs> the first three letters of Aboriginal. Oh, right. Like, okay. Great, guys. Really good. Um, so anyways, the, those are your general warnings. I want to get into the background. So... It kind of all starts with this self-debunked study that was done by the um, International Wolf Center's founder, David Meck. He's the one who first 
put forth this idea. So the terms like alpha and like alpha wolf first showed up in a paper titled Expression Studies on Wolves by Rudolf Schenkel, uh, which basically gave rise to the idea that wolves within a, a pack will gain dominance and fight other wolves. And then the winner would be the alpha wolf. <laughs> and then David Mech referenced this paper in his book called The Wolf, Ecology and Behavior of an Endangered Species, where basically the concept of an alpha book really, t- an alpha wolf really took off and entered the public consciousness. So it was started, the first term was started by a different guy, but David Mech was really the reason that we have this term and the idea around it. Um, but like I said, it is not actually true. It is self-debunked. David Mech went back and he tried to... Um, you know, recreate this study that he used to publish his book and could not do so and was like, oh, I was actually wrong. Like, alpha wolves don't exist as we think of them. Like, that's not actually what's happening. Um, Of course, nobody seems to (laughs) really know that. Mm. Um, On Mech's website, he says, the concept of an alpha wolf is well ingrained in the popular wolf literature, at least partly because of my book. Written in 1968, published in 1970, republished in paperback in 1981, and currently still in print, despite my numerous pleas to the publisher to stop publishing it. (laughs) Oh my god. What kind of publisher (laughs) receives notice from an author being like, my information is wrong, it's just misinformation, (laughs) and they're like, eh, who cares? Let's make some money. Whatever. (laughs) That's um, so fucking funny. And unfortunately, we have to blame him for all of the gross men that we see nowadays who are, you know, call themselves alpha wolves or sigma wolves or whatever. I know. I'm like, where did they even get sigma from? I'm like. They just picked another letter, I guess, in the the Greek alphabet. Oh, my God. Wait, hold on. I'm only putting the two and two together. But do you think that they picked S because, like, in video games, they have, like, S tier is, like, better than A or whatever? And they were (laughs) like, what what Greek letter starts with S? And then they went with sigma. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i'm like i don't know where they came up with the their brains are so muddled honestly um and just for clarification the thing that people see in wolves as like an alpha wolf what's actually happening is um the leaders of a wolf pack are typically the breeders so they're kind of like the mom and dad they're whatever pairing gave birth like re- you know reproduced and had little wolves and that is what makes the pack so they're not alpha wolves they don't fight for dominance that's not a thing that exists in wolf packs um it's a myth okay Um, it's just the parents (laughs) right it's just the parents they're just little families yeah they're just little family (laughs) that's cute (laughs) um but of course you know alpha wolf lived on long after that and you know became the omega verse for some people and alpha men for others Mm, um a wide spectrum (laughs) But, you know, now after you listen to this podcast episode and you know all of this lore about alphas, you can ask the nest man that calls himself an alpha wolf. You can ask him how he deals with his rut. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you do to like when you have to go through that? Like, (laughs) Like, what is your Omega's slick taste like? (laughs) Yeah. Like, does it what does it smell like to you? (laughs) Can can you be Mpreg? (laughs) (laughs) So mating cycles as i mentioned before like outside of the term omegaverse have actually showed up as a genre trope for a while um the first instance that i could really find showed up in of course the star trek fandom because they have given us everything they they have birthed the world they are we owe star trek so much like they are quite literally mother (laughs) 
<laughs> literally. Um, so in Star Trek, um, so it shows up in an episode called uh, A Muck Time, which came out in 1967, where basically they introduced the Vulcan mating cycle where males basically had to fuck or die, mate or die. <laughs> um, this concept carried on from this episode and became part of a big part of the fandom and especially the fan fiction. Uh, it was really common in fan works with Kirk and Spock. Mm. Um, and so, uh, like I said, this has showed up in a lot of different places, but it actually is interesting to me that it showed up first in the actual lore of the TV show. Um, the first actual book, like outside of fan fiction, that has Omegaverse tropes is supposed to be With Caution by J.L. Langley. Um, however, I had a hard time nailing down what actual tropes were in it that were Omegaverse related. Um, I think it's just about werewolves. So maybe that's why I, I really didn't have the time to go and like sit down and read this entire book. And I really didn't want to. But that book was published in 2007. So I think like one of the first books that really shows this these tropes. Oh, okay. Um, and then the first one that I think uses these actual terms is a book called Alpha and Omega by Patricia Briggs, which came out in 2008, which is the um, a heterosexual version because a lot of Omegaverse stuff or just mating cycle stuff before this, it was really common for it to be um, between two men. So oh, okay. slash fiction. Gotcha. ABO and the Omegaverse as we know it today uh, actually came out of like, a, you know, separated from just mating cycles, but as an actual term, it comes from the supernatural fandom, which again, like, are we surprised? I know, honestly. <laughs> um, the first works were published in 2010. Basically, it all came from a writing prompt that was shared on a live journal page, which mentioned alpha males having knots on their penises and bitch males without the knots, which inspired the user, the dirtiest sock, to write, I ain't no lady, but you'd be the tramp. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to read this thing because I, I feel like you need to have the full picture. Yeah, give it to me. So this is an alternate universe. Their world is just like ours, except in their world, there are two types of men. One is the alpha male. The other is the bitch male. Alpha males are like ordin any ordinary guy with the exception of their cocks. They work just like dog cocks. And then in parentheses, the knot, tons of cum, etc., Oh the bitch male is just an ordinary guy without a special cock. <laughs> without a special cock. Oh, no. Like, oh, dang it. Oh, you just geez. got your normal cock. <laughs> um, they said, I'd like to see alpha male Jared and bitch male Jensen, which I believe are the names of the actors from Supernatural. Oh, my God. Not Jen even the characters' names. Yeah, they made it personal. The actors. <laughs> Stop. Well, damn. Um, Jensen is a snooty prude. Think lady from Lady and the Tramp. He may be a bitch male, but he's not just going to let anybody take a go at his sweet little ass <laughs> until he meets Jared. Then prudy little Jensen turns cockslut for Jared. Bonus points for J2 being OTP. Jensen was a virgin before Jared. And now that they met each other, it's for life. <laughs> oh my God. It's incredible. That's, incredible. Um, so fucking funny. I love... They're so... They're like so demeaning the snooty prude like i know okay. like fuck fuck me up for no reason like what do you know about him that we don't i know because it's like still i'm still hung up on the fact that it's the actor's names like that feels so personal it it's does. like hold on is this about me like am i in this story like why would you even say that i know I'm like where did you even get that from 
Um, so the original story that was published after this um, you know, writing prompt was really shared a lot throughout the fandom. And basically by June 2011, so the next year, the term Omega First and its dynamics had basically become commonplace. Um, so they really started something there. Wow, pioneers. Um, you know, full respect. Uh, so from there, the trope expanded in popularity, and now it shows up in basically any fandom you can imagine. If there's fan fiction of it, they are probably writing, someone is writing the Omegaverse fan fiction of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I want to go into a little bit here the basic elements so that if you come across the Omegaverse, you want to read some of the Omegaverse, you know, you can. Uh, you can know what they're talking about. You have the lore. Mm-hmm. So um, the basic elements. So first thing to define is alpha. Obviously, we got to start with them. Um, gotcha. So alphas are the highest rank or type in the Omegaverse. Uh, they're typically highly aggressive and very protective over their mates. Um, I'm going to say this many times, but all Omegaverse fics and books are going to have their own lore. Like these are really just baseline ideas and basically everybody creates their own stuff out of them, which means that anytime you read one, there's probably going to be a long chapter. That's just like pure exposition about what alphas are and what that means for them. But um, (laughs) so what I'm giving you is very general, but um, just keep that in mind as we go forward. So, Alphas have many different, you know, physical characteristics and psychological elements depending on the fic, but the most commonplace one would be the knots at the base of their dicks, which we'll talk about in a second. Okay. Betas are typically the regular human beings in a story, so these don't have any added traits on top of their standard genders like an alpha or omega has. Mm. Usually these are the most common in the story. Like alphas are rare and omegas are super, super rare and everybody else is a beta. Just um, built in NPCs for the universe. Yeah, literally they're always like just some guy. <laughs> <laughs> Never your main characters, um, which honestly seems like I would want to read something where it's like a beta as the main character. It could be interesting. Oh yeah. A beta and a, Big, wide, alpha, omega world. (laughs) (laughs) Omegas are the lowest in the dominant hierarchy. So they're typically submissive and gentle. um, And they're typically, you know, like I said, the rarest of the different genders. Typically, omegas exist in universe for the purpose of procreation, regardless of their biological gender. Um, And their most defining characteristics is usually the omega's heat that they go through, which I'll talk about in a minute. In some fics, there are extra categories. These are a lot less likely to show up, but um, sometimes they do have deltas and gammas. Deltas being similar to alphas in that they're aggressive and territorial, but maybe second in command or second to the top. And then gammas being similar to omegas, having lacking other important characteristics such as scent glands, that sort of thing. Again, I'm going to get into those terms in just a minute. Um, But these are pretty uncommon. I've read a a pretty good chunk of omegaverse stuff at this point, and... I haven't actually read anything where they show up, but oh, okay. it is possible. Uh, I guess people who want, you know, pretty complicated lore. Oh, it could not be me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't need, like, my content to be, like, so freaking complex. It's like, I feel like the kind of people who, like, learn Klingon. I'm like, respect. I personally <laughs> would never even dream of doing that. Right, right, right. It's like, it's too much. Um so let's talk about nodding. Oh God, <laughs> now that here we, we have go. Our, our, our groups. Um, I feel like nodding is such a like joke on the internet now. Um, 
So here's here's the least sexy definition of all time. So nodding within the omega first is based on the bulbous glandus, which is an erectile tissue structure on the penis of canine males, mammals generally. Mm. Um, so basically on wolves and dogs and stuff at the base of their penis, there is something called a knot, which will swell whenever the wolf is aroused and allows the animal to lock their penis inside the orifice of um, another being immediately after penetration. Uh, so for wolves, this is specifically to help with procreation because they lock inside and then the creature that they're locked inside, the female, you know, hopefully will become impregnated and then they can procreate. Um, in the okay. Omegaverse, nodding uh, typically happens, like occurs right as the alpha is approaching climax. So um, they don't have a knot on their penis the whole time. They can in some. I haven't read anywhere they do, but generally they will be right about to finish and then their knot swells up and locks them, ties them together with an omega um, as they finish. And then mm. typically it locks them together for some period of time. Most of the ones I've read is, a, is like a 30 minute period where the wow. alpha and omega just have to like hang out. <laughs> like, they're just stuck together. Um, which to me sounds even weirder than the physics of it is you're just like, well, so how's your day going? <laughs> right. Like, we just sit there. You can't leave. Well, you better hope that you went to the bathroom before you started having sex. Cause... Right. Because it's like, oh, you should go to the bathroom right after you go, you know, you have sex. You don't get like a UTI. But like, I guess if you're an Omega, you just don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I don't know, cranberry juice later and fucking figure it out. It's part of the job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, nodding has always confused me a little bit because i don't really understand it in terms of the omega first because like if you know you try and stick something into like let's say someone's vagina which is self-lubricating there's a lot of you know slippery stuff going on down there sure is you would think that that would just slip out right oh, yeah like yeah in what way is it being locked together? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, they no. never talk about in these fix like, it releasing some sort of, like, glue-like substance or anything. It's just, like, it's big, so it's stuck in there. But that doesn't make any sense to me because you no. would think it would just fall out. Right. If it's some, if there's something that's too big for vagina, it just doesn't go in. Or if it does, it just slips right back out. Right. It would be like if someone was trying to have sex with someone and they tried to also stick their entire ball sack inside of you. <laughs> you would think it would just fall out, right? It would just fall out for sure. I don't know. I mean, I'm no expert, but yeah, um, I'm that's like, what it seems like to me. I don't know. Like whoever started this, did they picture va- like vaginas as like a vacuum or something? Like it just sucks right. it on in there. Like what? I don't understand the physics. No, I, I really don't. Um, Nodding as a tag appears on AO3 only 35,000 times, which sounds like a lot, but seems really small to me. I yeah. would expect nodding to be a little bit more commonplace. Of course, it's not there. Like sometimes people will tag Omegaverse and not tag nodding. So you could just be reading it and then nodding is involved. <laughs> You're like, ah. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, there is tags that I stumbled upon, such as surprise nodding, which I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> It's like, who's surprised? <laughs> I'm like, were like, we all surprised? Involved? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that was extremely funny to me. I read one of them and it was basically like, 
a character having sex with a werewolf and then not realize like both of them were just like oh I didn't know that could happen which to me I would be a lot more concerned than just like general like oh okay uh oh (laughs) yeah because like yeah if I was somehow stuck inside a person or someone was stuck inside of me I think I would I would start to freak out a little bit yeah especially if like I would just be like get off of me right like especially if it's kind of standard or like commonplace for it to be about like 30 minutes I I don't know I'd start freaking out after a couple minutes 30 minutes is a long time That's unless we're really gonna like time. take a nap or something that is a long time to just be hanging out yeah you gotta make sure you're in the right position when you finish because otherwise <gasps> it could get real awkward right you could like or cramp really up uncomfortable. yeah <laughs> anyways I have a lot of questions about it um I have a lot of questions, but yeah, at the same time, I feel like I need to clarify that I'm not sure I want them answered. Right. You know, like I don't really need to have our Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Like DMs just like flooded with like anatomy and like, you know, the physics of somebody gives you like omega sex. I'm like, no, thanks. I don't really need it, though. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, never mind. God was right. I shouldn't have wanted this. Um. (laughs) Okay. Another term that I mentioned before is heat. Uh, So for animals, a heat is a period during the reproductive cycle where female animals become sexually receptive, signaling that they're ready for mating. So if you've ever had like a cat or something that is um, not spayed and they start going crazy and they're like showing off their nether bits and can't, you know, (laughs) stop meowing, whatever. That's usually them like in heat. Um, It's very common for mammals. But so for... um, the omegaverse heats show up for omegas, which typically happen either once a month, like a period, which sounds like a lot to me, or like four times a year, you know, once a quarter. <laughs> okay, yeah, four times a year sounds reasonable, but once a month? I'm like, that's oh, a lot, Lord. considering that some of them can last anywhere from one night to eight days. Eight um, days? Where they are just like, you know, really want to get fucked. Uh, and basically... These are usually times when, like I said, they are extremely fertile. They are, you know, very horny. It typically comes with a intense physical heat. So they're almost like feverish. So they're like dehydrated and delirious. They are very incoherent. Um, this is a lot of times where the dubious consent comes in because most people agree that like omegas can't really consent when they are in heat. Um, So to have like full consent, you would need character, your, you know, characters and whatever you're reading to come up with their consent beforehand, because once they're in heat, they can't really think straight. You know, they're just Mm going to fuck anybody that any alpha that comes in really. Oh, okay. Omegas also usually have like seductive scents that they put out during their heat or, you know, they're slick, whatever it will smell very intensely to attract alphas. Mm. Um, so in a lot of the fics that I've read, it, it basically makes, turns alphas into like a frenzied state and they will fight each other to get to the Omega. And so the alpha who is with the Omega has the responsibility of also protecting the Omega during their heat from other alphas while also satisfying their needs because to go through a heat without an alpha is typically very painful and difficult to do. Ooh, this just sounds like a lot of work and a lot of energy. Yeah, oh my God, especially for an Omega, like, Jesus, like, I don't know how you're not exhausted all the time. Right. And, you know, it's interesting because, so I'm just going to talk about this really quick because they kind of go together. 
um, usually an Omega's heat will trigger, in most universes at least, trigger an Alpha's rut. A rut in the animal kingdom is the mating season of certain mammals, like deer, sheep, goats, giraffes, etc., um, which is characterized in males by an increase in testosterone as well as an increase in aggression and interest in females. So in most fics that I've read, when an omega goes into heat, an alpha near them will be triggered into a rut so that they also have the sexual appetite to satisfy an omega for up to eight days straight, which is why they couldn't pair them with like a beta because a beta would probably only be able to have sex like once or twice and then be done for the night when Omega Mm. needs to have sex like consistently and constantly. Um, I have read ones where the lore is basically an Omega's heat won't end until they're knotted. So it has to be an alpha in those situations too. Mm. Um, Otherwise they're just going to be in extreme discomfort the entire time. So they're sort of paired together. Um, But the thought of having sex continuously for eight days um, stresses me out I just, a little bit. I don't know how you don't end up dehydrated. Like, what if you end <laughs> up in you s- some room and there's no water, water or whatever? I don't know. That just seems... Jesus. Like, do they have Gatorade there at least or something with a lot of <laughs> electrolytes so that they're getting nutrition? Like, how do you Gatorade eat? spotter sponsored by Omegas. <laughs> I... You know, I, you know, I, I mostly read Harry Potter fan fiction. So for the most part, when I'm reading these things, it's like they can just magic stuff into the room with them. Oh my um, God. But if it's like you don't have that. Yeah. It's like who's you got to get like a beta to drop off your shit so they don't also go like crazy when they smell it. Like if you're in there for days. Right. You think you would need to be prepared. And it almost everything that I've read it always starts with like an Omega who doesn't know that they're an Omega. And so they just randomly go into heat. Like they're just like chilling. And then they're like, what's going on with me? And then they just get locked in a room for five days. And you're like, Oh my think God. You would lose your mind. Like that is a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm anytime that I think about any sort of like solitary confinement, I just think about that Brooklyn nine, nine episode where Jake is in solitary for not 30 seconds. And he's already devolved into like, the yes. worst parts of his mind. I was like, Mm-mm. like five days, like locked in a room. I would go crazy. I would not be able to deal with that. I, I Especially if I didn't know what was happening to me. Like I would be terrified. Right. Like not only are you in solitary confinement, but you are unbelievably horny and cannot be satisfied. And you're very hot and your thoughts are like all over the place. You can't sleep. You would go crazy, but they oh, always do that at least once in an Omegaverse fic. It happens every single time. They're like, no, I'm going to go in through it by myself because I don't want to have an alpha. And then I'm like, oh, just honestly, just choose somebody. Like, Right. <laughs> like, why torture yourself? <laughs> right. Um, so another term that's really common is slick, which I think is a, a terrible word. Um, it's just so bad. <laughs> it kind of grosses me out. Um, so slick is basically... A substance secreted by omegas when they're in heat. Um, I'm assuming it's similar to the self-lubrication that you have for vaginas. But Mm. like I said, it's really common for the omegaverse to be slash fiction. So two men. So they need, you know, lubrication down there. Um, Mm -hmm. But they, they produce an absurd amount. So it's not the same as just like being wet. Like they are just losing fluids left and right like there's so much coming out of their body like i've read fix where they end up in like a pool of it and i'm oh like guys again going back to the dehydration where i'm like wouldn't you be like 
You're he like, gets so dehydrated. You're just dead by the end of it. Like, how do you even survive? Right. That's so much liquid that your body's just losing for no mm-hmm. reason. And this is, of course, paired with uh, the fact that alphas typically produce an absurd amount of cum. There's so much liquid in the omega first. Mm-hmm. I'm like, <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm wondering if like slick was like, I don't know. I'm just imagining like a very, very gay man with like um, an active imagination, like listens to a woman describe discharge for the first time and thinks that there's like, <laughs> we are just secreting everything all day. And like, right. that's where this came <laughs> from. Because like, who else? I don't know. Or if they just, I don't know. Someone was just like, we need a fantastic amount of lube for how much fucking we're doing. I guess it's better right. than having chafing. That's I mean, true. The, the other way around seems almost worse. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm like a little bit makes sense to me if you're, especially if you're going to have two men and, and you don't want to have to write about like them stopping having sex to get lube and preparation and all of that stuff. And you're right. like, yeah, they just make it because they're omegas. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay. I, totally I get it. I understand that. But it's the fix where they're like, here is a small kitty pool's amount of liquid coming out of their body. And oh I'm like, my okay. God. That sounds, it's like a detox. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know we're like 70% water, but like, we're not that big. You are right. kitty pool's amount. Oh my God. That's crazy. So another term that's really common is uh, scent glands and scent marking. So scent glands are places on the skin that hold and release scents. They vary in location based on the lore of whatever you're reading, but they mm-hmm. typically show up on the wrists or junctures of the neck and shoulder. Um, and basically they put out scents based on whatever gender you are. So usually betas don't have a smell or it's very neutral. And then omegas will smell very sweet, um, which will just get more intense when they enter their heat cycle. Um, and then alphas will sell, you know, musky, which people love using the word musky in like <laughs> erotica. Yeah. Um, so scents usually have a big part in the story because, you know, they can scent who is what. And then also, um, a lot of times the scents can reflect emotional states. So if they're you know, afraid or, endangered distress those sorts of things uh, you know omegas can be rescued by their alphas and then it can also change depending on just general arousal outside of a heat cycle um so scent marking kind of goes along with that which is basically where an alpha will or you know sometimes an omega as well will mark their partner so that their scent is mingled with their own so, like, the two scents will mingle with one omega. Like, an omega will smell like their alpha. Mm. Uh, usually this happens by biting. That's usually what's most common is an alpha will bite an omega on their scent gland on their neck. And this will permanently mix their scents. It's usually, like, a bonding kind of thing. Like, almost like marriage. Mm. Um, most of the ones I've read... This is done, if it's done during heat, then it's permanent. But if it's done any other time, it lasts for a couple months, um, which, you know, could protect an omega from being attacked by other alphas because they smell like somebody. Or it could, in some of them, they have, like, uh, almost control over that omega because they've affected their scent glands. Um hmm. Marking sometimes can also be less intense. Like it can just be rubbing up against each other like your animal would, like a cat would. Um, 
but it could also be like ones I've read where they rub cum into the omega's scent glands like on the skin like it's a perfume Hmm. um to just make them smell like they're alpha i i'm just wondering if um i don't know maybe someone on etsy or some of those other like you know sell your own stuff sites has attempted to make alpha omega scented candles i just feel like that's some merch that's out in the world somewhere surely somebody has and if they haven't maybe that's what we should do that should be our new business oh my god yeah we should make that the podcast (laughs) merch we don't have like shirts or nothing but we've got alpha and omega scented candles and maybe we can make like a mixed one like the when the scents are like combined right and it's like for couples like to give away at their wedding oh my the next wedding we're going to Okay, whoever is next up on our wedding list, you know, if we get invited to a wedding, if um, <laughs> you're it's getting, a big if, especially now, that's <laughs> what you're getting is a gift for sure, one hundred percent. We get invited to a wedding and then they listen to this episode and they're like, actually, um, they're like, um, sorry, we're not, we're making our wedding just for family. It's gonna be a small <laughs> wedding. Just terrors. <laughs> um, so the scent marking, as I mentioned, could lead to. And alpha having control over an omega, which kind of transitions me into talking about something that's called the omega voice or the alpha voice. Mm. Um, So this is a less common piece of lore, but it does show up occasionally. But it's basically an alpha's like tone of voice that they can use. And when they speak in this voice, omegas basically have no choice but to obey them. Like sometimes strong omegas, which is always the main character, um, can like fight the voice. Like it's almost like a control. So like if you've ever seen Dune or Red Dune, it's like the voice that they use in that Mm. where if it's said in the right tone, it has like a mind control element. Interesting. So this is, you know, like I said, it can um, be related to the dubious consent that I brought up before. So it's like, if there is some force involved, like they are being forced to listen to an alpha, especially if that alpha forces them to bond mm. with them, that can be, you know, dubious or, you know, full non-consensual. So just something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Another less common term is nesting, which is basically exactly what it sounds like. It is an omega creating a nest for security and comfort. Um, and usually their desire to nest um becomes very intense during their heats um i feel like this is one of those that i haven't actually read any fix where this has shown up but it is a joke i see a lot online like mm. the ones where they're like um you know like the grown men selling adult dog beds and stuff oh, yeah we're like mm, it's an omega they're nesting <laughs> i feel like maybe it doesn't show up because it seems relatively tame I agree. I feel like a lot of humans probably nest. Yeah, I agree because I'm like, that's what I want to do. I just want to be in a a big thing of blankets and pillows. So maybe it's like, there's no way for them to overly sexualize it. So it's not, it's not really useful, but it it does have a relation to omegas at least sometimes. I would just hate to get all that slick on all my blankets and stuff. It was like, I would need a separate space. I'm like, you're not allowed into my nest, you alpha. The place you go to when it's, like, your heat, it's, like, those pads that you would play on in, like, elementary school. But it's, like, that kind of padded room. Like, they're all, like, plastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, like, gross. Um, okay. And the last term I wanted to bring up uh, is impreg, um, which is male pregnancy. So this has 
it's sort of all over the place and I was trying to do research for it, but basically it in at least in Omega verse context refers to a character with male biological organs um, who gets pregnant. So this is not a uh, transgender male who has ovaries who's getting pregnant. It, this is specifically a man uh, like a male character that has, you know, penis balls and then also has a uterus. So it has both typically they just like omegas just have the capability male omegas just have the capability of getting pregnant i have read a lot of fics where it's like they don't have a uterus all the time but during their heat specifically their body grows a uterus and then sheds that uterus if it's not in use so like a really extreme period oh my lord (laughs) (laughs) sounds painful (laughs) it sounds really rough what's interesting to me is specifically how they give birth i have read a few where they like it's an accidental impreg thing and they like didn't even know and they're like yeah the only way that you can give birth is through like a c-section which makes sense but also it's like damn you got to be prepared like you really need to have that c-section planned because otherwise there's no other way that baby is getting out like it's just stuck in there yeah how's the healthcare? do you think in the omega verse do you think it's like as like american dystopian or or is there some universal health care up in this bitch right i don't know you know i would think so like a lot of times uh, the Omega verse is paired in with a lot of um, gender politics. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually Omega verse, ha- like they, they have a bunch of laws that are really unfair to Omegas. Like Omegas like can't fight their alphas and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like if it was that kind of thing, they'd be like, yeah, Omegas have like free health care as long as they're like with their alphas. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Impreg is very interesting, too, because it, it does have, you know, it does show up in other places, not to see Omegaverse. It, it exists outside of it. Um, it even shows up in, like, non-fan fiction work. Star Trek, of course, has of course. some Impreg in it. And, you know, like the Fairly Odd Parents, where Cosmo gets pregnant um, and gives birth to their son, Poof. True. Um, and then, you know, it can happen in any fix, like, completely divorced from the Omegaverse. Um, but it's very fascinating to me when reading about it because there's so many intense feelings around impreg as a thing and a lot of um, big feelings that people have. Basically, you know, a lot of discourse because some people think that it is sexualizing transgender males and these sorts mm. of things that could, should just be considered normal, um, you know, based on their view and that this is a a thing that's like degrading towards that type of person Mm. Um, or, you know, some people on the opposite spectrum think it's really great because they think it, it in itself normalizes the idea of like a male pregnancy. Mm. Um, I'm not trans. I'm not really going to speak on like how I might feel about it, but I will say that within the Omega verse, at least it usually is not tied to any sort of like transgender um, personhood because Mm. it is specifically like born male characters who are then getting pregnant like it's Mm. it's a almost a magical thing not necessarily like a something that could happen in real life every time you like give me another piece of like omega verse lore i just think about betas and it just like (laughs) it makes me laugh of like all of these like things that alphas and omegas like have or have to deal with and betas are just like there. <laughs> just there i just can't even imagine just being some like normal person while all this like crazy fucking shit is going around like you just have to live your life like knowing right. that these weird ass fucking things 
happen to other people. You're like, it's okay. It's so funny. <laughs> too because specifically in fic sometimes like i've read some again they're harry potter oh they always are um where it's like hermione is an omega but ron is just a beta and he's really mad because now they can't be together because he could never satisfy an omega like that is a weird thing to write into your fic like but people do that and it's like damn i kind of feel bad for him like yeah i'm just a normal dude like it's not my fault that you have like a super powered pussy that i can't satisfy (laughs) Oh God! <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't, I can't. She's got that supernatural pussy. <laughs> um, the makeovers as a whole, you know, also has a lot of discourse. You know, people have big feelings about it. You know, people, opponents to it, say that it's sexist, that it reinforces these like patriarchal values and promotes rape culture, um, and that it has the worst argument, in my opinion, that it has roots in bestiality. I honestly, I'm like, yes, the knots come from, like, the idea of wolves, but... But they're knots on on human dicks, though. Right. Like, they are just having sex with other, at least humanoids. Sometimes it's monsters, but, you know. Yeah, well. But monsters is a whole other thing. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's just the thing where it's like, if you say that, any any sex could be based in bestiality. Like, you can't have doggy style because it's bestiality. (laughs) Right. You know, it's just like, yeah. But, you know, the, the ideas of, like, the reinforcement of sexist values and rape culture, I think, do have an, – there's an interesting conversation there. But kind of like what I talked about with non-con and those sorts of writing, like, writers and stuff, a lot of times they use this kind of thing to explore those ideas um, in a way that's safe and without, you know, any danger to themselves. And I think this is even bigger with the idea of the sexist undertones because, like I said, a lot of them involve sexist politics against Omegas. Mm. And so what they are is just extreme versions of already sexist laws that exist in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me personally, I think it, it's kind of interesting because you'll find a lot of them do have like their main characters and stuff are working against these ideas of... Um, you know how omegas are being treated and stuff like that so it's kind of just like usually it's not written by someone who's like pro anti-omega stuff right Um, i mean it would be like i'm like i can totally understand people's gripes and criticisms of like the handmaid's tale for example but like nowhere does people like imply or even you know try and say that it's sexist because it takes place in a very misogynistic world you know, right. or like a dystopian novel. It's like people who write dystopians are pro dystopia. It's like, no, they usually have like a main character that's like fighting against the systems right. that be. And just because you write about a certain topic doesn't mean that you are like pro that topic. Right. I don't know. Like exploring these sorts of things, I think, is perfectly valid. Um, but, you know, it is it's interesting to see like people's issues with it. To me, it just feels like it's such a low like people are like they're influencing people and it's like there is not that many people writing to be influenced yeah right (laughs) like i don't know that they're you know i think it's fine and okay so i'm not going to go into details like full details about this but i would like to say that the omegaverse at least is semi-popular obviously it's popular enough on tiktok to get banned like you can't use the the hashtag anymore oh no way Uh, but it is also popular enough that uh it was part of a federal lawsuit so federal judges had to read about the details of the omega verse in a lawsuit between two <laughs> two authors that write published 
Omegaverse fiction. I would um, pay so much money to get drunk with the law clerks of those judges. Oh my god. I, I want to hear everything. Incredible. They oh have to god. like learn what slick is and stuff to like figure out if somebody copyrighted another person. That's I'm just hilarious. imagining like one of the judges going home and having to be like talked down by their spouse into like yeah. not quitting their job. <laughs> They're like, They're this like is is, it. I'm not doing it. This is what we've come to. <laughs> Like, I got a quarter of a million dollars in student loans, and this is what I did all that for. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah it is. It is. <laughs> yes, it is, bestie. Yeah. You know what? And enjoy your place of privilege, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of us that would give anything to have the power to place judgment in a case like this. Are you kidding? Honestly. <laughs> That's so um, If you funny. are interested in that, there is Lindsay Ellis, the um, YouTuber, she did two really in-depth depth videos about it it's a very long winded thing but it is hilarious so if you're interested in that kind of stuff i recommend watching her videos on it because they're pretty pretty in depth and then the last thing today before we move on um i have some alpha beta omega quizzes (gasps) for us to take let's take um to find find out out what we are or betas or omegas so um, wait hold on before we start them do you have a prediction of what you'll end up being i honestly don't know i feel like it would be like beta because I just feel like I'm not that like I you know how some people are like I have main character energy I feel yeah. like I have side character energy like, yeah that's true of like, both of us we are yeah. very side character and we're like side character in tandem right it's like people are like you're everyone's the main character of their own life and it's like I'm not no I'm somehow a side character in my own life yeah literally that's how I feel like I just wait around until it's my job as the side character to do something honestly I mean if you Guys, I'm not going to dive deep into this, but if you know me in real life and you've heard me talk about my family, it's like, you know that I was background extra within my own family. Like, <laughs> like there's no, I'm like, I am side character. Right. Um, literally. But yeah, so we'll link these quizzes. Yeah, we'll link them. You can take them along with us as we're taking them or take them on your own time and find out what you are. Um, but I'm thrilled, but I'm so excited for this. Yes, let's get into it. So this quiz is from quizexpo.com. It's called Find Your ABO Rank 100% Accuracy. Oh, okay. So this is the, I think, the taste-making test. This is the litmus test we got here. Yeah. So starting off strong. (laughs) Right. When I enter a crowded room, I usually stand out, feel nervous, or blend in. Um, well, people just be staring at us. I agree. I was like, we're side characters, so I feel like we stand out in a way that's like, oh like those do <laughs> yeah like not in a good way people people love to stare at us and they love to listen they, to everywhere our conversations. we go people are always watching us and i'm like we're not doing anything yeah i'm like we could be sitting in silence and somebody has to be just looking over and you're like okay right so i guess we stand out stand out next question when it comes to my appearance i think i'm good looking ugly or lovable <laughs> These options are so funny, and I'm definitely including the picture that is, like, accompanying this question particularly on our Instagram because it's iconic. This girl is just, like, sitting there partially naked with her wolf and bird that are, like, poorly edited into the photo. It's incredible. She kind of looks... that's edited onto her head. She kind of looks like Paris Hilton. I'm obsessed. She does. I'm going to say that I'm lovable. I don't know that I would call myself good-looking, but I like... I think lovable. I want to be loved. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, okay. I love being in charge of things. Sure. Never. Or it depends. I guess it depends. I don't know. It's like, 
I'll take yeah, charge of stuff if I'm I need like, to. But sometimes I'm like, please just think of things for me. I don't want to want to be right. in charge. Like somebody else do it. Yeah. Um, I prefer blank my partner. So to hug, be hugged by, or hug and be hugged by. I'm a hug and be hugged by girly. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say be hugged by. Yeah. I okay, just yeah. be held. That makes sense for you. Uh, I like my partner to blank me during intercourse. Follow my instructions. Tell me what to do or respect and love. I love that respect and love is completely separate from like these other options. It's like you either get respect and love or you find out what you need to do or tell people what to do. Right. Mutually Somebody exclusive. follows your instructions. They don't love you. <laughs> they, they don't love you, but they'll do what you say. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say tell me what to do, I guess. Um, I I guess I have to prioritize respect and love here. I don't know <laughs> if they're going to be mutually exclusive. I've got to go with my gut. Right. Uh, first, you know, first thought, best thought. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were to role play, I'd like to be the boss, the secretary or none. <laughs> okay. That's one type of role play. <laughs> uh, I don't think only I would one? do a, a workplace role play because no. I... That's not interesting. Don't want to be at a workplace at any time, especially not when I'm trying to have sex with someone. Mm -mm. And I feel like in those kind of role plays, you got to be wearing like a mini skirt, like a pencil skirt or something. And that's just, I don't know. It seems like a lot of work. If you're the secretary, I don't know, unless you're the boss with a pencil skirt. Right. I don't know. know, It's just not an interesting role play to me. No, I agree. If it was something more fun, like king and servant, I'd be like, yeah, king and jester or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay, next question. It could be hot blank to the bed. This is like weird phrasing. Yeah. Um, to be tied, oh, to tie your lover, to be tied by your lover, or none of the above. It's like basically just asking if you like to be tied up. Oh, okay. Um, um, I guess I'm going to say to be tied. Yeah, I don't really know how to tie knots. <laughs> right. And, I, you know, I like it. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Sometimes I think about blank my lover, blindfolding, being blindfolded by, or none of the above. It's also, let's clarify. It's sometimes I think about. <laughs> it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not you actually it. being. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna say be blindfolded by because sometimes being able to see is a big responsibility. Like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really ever think about this, but even yeah, while I, so I am, guess none of the above. So even, yeah, even while I'm thinking about it. I don't think I really care. And it's not that I right. hate either of them. It's just, I don't, I don't mind. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. If there was a random line, I'd prefer to stand in the front, in the middle, at the end. Okay. A line to what? Like, is it a line to like go on a roller coaster and I'm first in line? Or is it just like, we're just walking somewhere and we're in a line? See, I'm thinking about it in Squid Game, which I'm not sure if you've ever watched that, but they have this one. Not. Where they, there's like one of the games where they have to pick numbers in a line, but they have no idea what line they're getting in for. And the line ends up being this like tower that like has like some glass that you can stand on and some that's like shatters right away. So it's like, but you don't, but it's also timed too. So if you're in the front, it's hard because you don't have anyone to like go in front of you to test them first. But then if you're in the back, you might run out of time. So I don't know. Is this a challenge? That like, is this like a right? Um, what's that show that was on the reality shows for a while that had those balls that you like bounced on and shit? Um, I don't know. Is it Whiplash or whatever? Wipeout. It. I like. Is it a wipeout situation? Like, what are we doing? 
I don't know. So what? Yeah, like what line are we getting into? I'm gonna assume that this is a line where it's like you know if you ever like line up to go like from class to your elective in elementary school. Oh okay. So okay. in front you'd be like leading it, and then back you'd be like, you know. Okay, just let's out. yeah, let's just definitively make an exec- executive decision together that this is the kind of line I'm for yeah. sure in the back, 100 percent of the time. I loved being in the back of those lines. Yeah, I was always at the end because when I was in elementary school, uh, we had to line up by height. <laughs> I was always <laughs> the shortest one. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but I'm going to say at the end, I like to lollygag. Or like you're walking yeah. with your friends to a bar. I like to be at the back. Yeah, I'm a dilly-dallier. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. I might blank when I'm mad. Go violent. Cry or <laughs> go, curse. Go beast mode. <laughs> um, oh, curse I for guess- sure. Yeah, curse. I'm not really an angry crier. Like, I will no. cry when I'm angry sometimes, but not really. But I'll curse. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, I'll curse. Um, okay, next question. It feels blank when somebody tells me what to do. Irritating, good, or disrespectful? I don't know. It depends on the context. If it's someone I hate, yeah. anything they tell me to do, even if they're correct, it's disrespectful and irritating. True. What if it was someone you liked? Um, just well, disrespectful. No, because because if if I need to be told what to do, then I'm like, oh, thank God, like somebody <laughs> somebody understands the instructions that we were both given or something, and it's like this right. is what we're supposed to be doing. I'd be like, oh, thanks, like a real one, you know. I don't know. I guess I'll say good most of the time because usually I'm a little lost. Yeah, I'm. I get I get lost pretty quickly with instructions, so I think it's usually pretty good when someone can right. just explain it to me again. I'll be like, and oh, sometimes I wish nice. that someone was here to just be like, go take a shower right now, and I'd be like, okay. Yeah, literally. No, literally. <laughs> okay, next question. It is okay to be a little possessive in a relationship. Yes, no, or maybe. Okay, well, they did I say a they... little possessive. Right. So I think they that, did yes. qualify it. Yeah. I think that's fine. I would say yes. Yeah. Uh, my partner should be petite, big and bulky, or nice and kind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me or my son ever again. Like, what do you mean you petite a, and big petite, and bulky? They're they're a terrorist. They're not nice and kind. You can't be small and kind. Everybody knows that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice and kind is completely separate. Also just, from being big and bulky. Big and bulky, you angy. Yep, you're too bulky. Can't be nice. This is one of those um, questions that ma- reminds me of the like Harry Potter quizzes where they're like, which one are you? Red, yellow, evil, <laughs> or smart? And you're like, hmm, I wonder which one these are for. <laughs> the yellow answer is so, <laughs> so racist. <laughs> I can say it. I'm Asian. Okay, I'm going to say nice and kind because I, I don't mind what size they are. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, size does matter. Yes, no, or probably. They said you are not getting away with not answering the last question. <laughs> I love that probably is the answer and not maybe. Like, maybe, like, it depends. Probably it's just yes. Like, it's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, probably, probably does. <laughs> I guess I'm going to pick probably because I don't want my significant other to be half an inch tall like Harry in that. Oh, yeah. Up. You know, it does feel a little like genie tricking us kind of thing. They're like, well, does right. size matter? And like in your mind, you're like, well, not really. And then they're like, fine, I'll make them two inches tall. And you're like, OK, you're well, like, I guess yeah, it does matter. It. <laughs> <laughs> so probably yeah. I like it when my partner is in charge of our relationship or even sex. 
I don't know why it's even or even. Right. Relationships and sex are different. They are. I guess I would say it depends because I am interested in them being in charge in the sexual way. But in a relationship way, it just makes me think of when I was growing up in the church and they'd be like, men are the head of a relationship. And I was right. Like, oh my God. Right. Like, what's your de- <laughs> like, I need to understand my partner's definition of being in charge because being in right. charge, meaning like they're willing to like make decisions that they know that I don't really want to make or whatever. Then that's great. That's excellent. But if they're controlling um, they can get yeah. fucked. They can get fucked real quick, you know? So, it depends. I am blank my fantasies. Proud of, ashamed, or okay with. <laughs> I love this girl with the wolf t-shirt. Period. She's proud. She looks like Samora from The Ring. Like, the way her hair is all... <laughs> Real. Um, I don't know that I would call myself proud of my fantasies. I honestly, if you asked me, like, real quick on the street, you're like, what are your fantasies? I don't know if I could name one. I don't yeah. know. I'm pretty fluid that with them. Op- right. I have, like, fantasy arrows. Like, there are moments in my life where I'm like, oh, I like this one. And then it fades after a few months. And then maybe I'll come right. back to it in, like, a year. I don't know. Actually, you know what? I, I say that I'm not proud of it, but it's the first thing I share. Like, whenever we're friends, <laughs> I'm like, I will tell them, like, right away. <laughs> you will. You actually will. So you are pretty proud of them. <laughs> Yeah, proud of them. I think I'm okay with them. I, I don't yeah. generally share them, but then You're again, like, they're fine. I don't. I don't even know if I could think of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to kinky stuff, I like the blank ones: harsh, scary, safe, or and fun. In parentheses, or none of the above. So safe and fun are just. It's just part of the none of the above. Um, okay. Harsh, harsh, scary, or safe and fun. Those are the harsh and scary have some overlap, right? So I don't really. I mean, they could be scary and safe. Like right. I want all of my fantasies to be like, oh, this is scary, but it's like it's still safe. Yeah, like I can still like yeah feel safe in the scariness. I don't know. Harsh. I guess I'm gonna go. Harsh just sounds like some guy who doesn't know how to use his dick and just jackhammers you. You know. Right. I was thinking harsh is like authoritarian. Oh, like, that's fair. Very that makes more sense. Following that sort of thing, and then okay. scary is like your partner like chasing you through the forest which is what i want <laughs> so i'm gonna go scary <laughs> i'm like scary i don't know maybe it's just because this quiz feels goofy but like in my mind when they say scary they kind of mean spooky and i like it i'm like spooky <laughs> that sounds fun it's like your love interest is like pretending to be a ghost like a... <laughs> <laughs> okay i look blank when i'm furious scary pathetic or normal I okay so we had a conversation independently of this podcast recently where it kind of seems like and this is just a theory that we have that mm-hmm. when I'm mad at people and like kind of ticked off a little bit they seem to not register that as right. me not like having patience for what they're saying anymore and like being kind of snippy with them so I guess when I'm furious I look normal but yeah. I've also gonna- heard some from some people when they've heard me scream before that they we're like, that was bone chilling. So I don't know. But it does say just um, how you look. True. Not how I sound. So I guess, yeah, normal. And nobody okay. can tell when you're mad except for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick scary because um, it makes me think of this time I was fighting with my abusive ex-boyfriend and he said something to get on my nerves and I like glared at him and some other guy like saw me do this and was like, <laughs> like I wasn't even looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> So scary it is. Um, it's blank for my crush. 
it's blank for me to talk to my crush and say I like them. Easy, impossible, challenging, but possible. Uh, to just I'm... say I like them. Hmm. I guess I'm challenging say... but possible for me. Yeah, challenging but possible. I was like, I could do it if I like. I'm very like, I don't like to wait around if I'm afraid of something. Image. I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Like, yeah, I'll just, like, like, I'll just say it. Dare myself to. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to say it. Um, next question. I like age play. Really strong start. And I usually prefer to be a an blank character. Um, older, younger, or none of the above. Um, you're making a bold statement right off the top. You're like, I like age play. And it's like, I don't know if I do. Okay. So strong assumption. I like is when we're both the same age. (laughs) (laughs) The kind of age play I like is when I'm a normal person and the other person is a mythical creature who is Mm -hmm. thousands of years old. So in that case, younger. As I don't want to be the mythical creature that's thousands of years old, but no, they're the yeah, they're the mythical creature. I'm just a right. normal gal. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't want to be a thousand years old. Right. Oh, so you're picking younger. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But I guess normal. I would say none of the above. Like True. I don't really do age play that often. Right. Okay. What's your answer? <laughs> your secondary gender is beta. Oops, you're normal <laughs> is what the first line is. Oh my god. Oops, you're normal. That's harsh. Mine says Omega in the Omega verse. Oh, interesting. Omegas are the ones with the most playful feminine side. <laughs> Do That's... I have a playful feminine side? I don't know. I'm I feel like I'm playful in the way that like a untrained cat is where like you <laughs> walk away with a lot of injuries. <laughs> like I think I'm being playful and other people are like, "Why are you picking fights with everyone and i'm like yeah (laughs) you're like i'm just i'm chilling (laughs) um okay cool let's take our we have one other one so we can compare answers okay yeah this isn't definitive they did say 100 percent accurate but i guess we'll find out with this other quiz we'll find out so this other one is on uh quote v.com uh it just says abo parentheses omega verse and then parentheses many specific results oh okay so let's let's give it a go um is there longer answers and stuff so i'm not going to read all of them we're just going to talk about the ones that we chose okay um it's dark out and your favorite ice cream shop is down the street even by yourself do you take the risk to get even by yourself yeah okay even by yourself do you take the risk to get some ice cream well Um, okay it depends where i am Right. It includes a photo of, like, an alleyway. That's pretty well lit, honestly. Yeah. I I don't know. I just feel like I there's an answer that says I'd be wary, but I'll be safe if I go quickly. Yeah. But there's also, it depends on various other factors. First, I would need to know the location I live in, which is also very valid. That is valid. And I think that's my instinctual, like, response. So I think I have to go with that one, the it depends. Yeah. I'm going to go with I'd be wary, but only because even with it's a dangerous situation, sometimes I just do it anyways. Yeah. I'm like, if you're fiending for the ice cream, like, yeah, who cares? to do it. Yeah. Again, and then, like I mentioned know, before, I... if I'm afraid of something, sometimes I'll just be like, just fucking do it. Like, yes. Yeah. And also, <laughs> like, behavior. generally baseline, don't really care if I live or die. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I want ice cream. And then second question. You've been, you're visiting a foreign country. You want to try shopping, but you don't speak the language. Do you just go anyway and... Oh, do you go anyway and just hope for the best? Well, I feel like a lot of places have like 
tags or like signs next to stuff i would be kind of like like for a street market be like a little overwhelmed because i'd be like i don't know how to ask for the price of things right but i'm like if i can just go into a regular store and just see numbers i'd be yeah, fine then i feel like you know yeah there's one that says that sounds fine if i really wanted to i'd go but i wouldn't try to buy something unless i really wanted it which is probably what i would do like yeah. i might get overwhelmed but if i really wanted something i would do it but otherwise i might just browse yeah and i, I feel like i would be willing to at least window shop in a foreign country you know like that mm-hmm. wouldn't i wouldn't be terrified to just like look around exactly okay next question how would you spend your free time um so you could hang out with friends <laughs> maybe we could chill and get some boba <laughs> oh real <laughs> like that sounds like you um <laughs> being left alone okay well that was a little racist <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> You accidentally um, get canceled by my stupid joke. <laughs> it would happen, you know. Um, I guess. I'm going to say I'm pretty much up for anything if my friends are doing it. Because mm-hmm. I'm fine just spending time on my own. But most nights, if a friend texted me and was like, I don't know, you want to do something? I would probably say yes. So There's one that's like books, movies, and snacks. And then there's another one that's like, I'm usually on the internet. And it's like. Can't those those be at the same time? I'm like, whoever is, like, reading books and movies, you know, doing the things at the same time is probably on Tumblr, on their computer, or Mm -hmm. whatever, or on their phone, and then watching a movie on their computer. Like, I'm going to say books, movies, and snacks, only because the internet answer says it's easy to make friends if you aren't showing your face, but I'm not trying to make friends on the internet. I'm just there to lurk. Yeah. So I'm going to say books, movies, and snacks. That's a good option. Okay. Simply you know, I'm going to I'm going to lean into the stereotype and I'm going to pick the boba one. <laughs> it does say if that's not happening that you're going to be on YouTube and that also feels right. That does feel right. It does. Okay. Question 4. Simply enough, what is your favorite color? Um none of these answers have colors though. Right. The answers are why would this have anything to do with where I rank? Are you stupid? That's or, funny. It changes a lot, but I love them all. Or colors look best when they're in nature or I guess light colors like pastels or this color doesn't affect my personality or electric colors. Mm, interesting. Electric colors. Hmm. I'm going to yeah, say that's a fun answer. Well, um, I don't know. I was almost going to say it changes a lot, but I love them all, but it doesn't really change a lot. I'm going to say colors look best in nature. Yeah, I think so too. I do. I lean towards like earth tones or like nature colors. Okay, question five. You see a cute cat or dog in an animal shelter, but you don't have the money to adopt it. What do you do? Um, steal it? <laughs> mm, maybe. Um, let's see. I, there is, one says call someone and split the cost. Um, oh, or my friends would definitely chip in. We could all own it together. I think I would do that. Yeah. Okay, you really like this one person, but you find out they only like a certain hair color that you don't have. Do you change your hair color? Mm, no. I wouldn't change That's my hair weird. color for a person, no. I might I just change like... my hair color in general because I like doing that, but not for somebody. Right. Yeah, I guess how about I change my crush instead? I'd only change my hair if I want to. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd like, There's another one that's kind of similar. It's like, I like me for me. I'm not going to do something um, 
like that for someone even if they're totally my type but it's like I feel like that's a little not what I would feel like because they wouldn't be my type anymore if they were so insistent that someone needs a hair color like why are you so like particular about your type I don't know like I think I would naturally just change my crush instead I'd be like mm, I don't know if I really like you mm-hmm. like I think that's a weird thing to be particular about for sure um that's very strange you find out your best friend has been talking trash about you behind your back. How do you react? Um, I kill myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I'm definitely picking I should confront them directly in a gentle way. Maybe it's a misunderstanding. If not, I need new friends. Because I'm thinking mm. about this in our friendship context, because obviously you're my best friend. Um, and you know how many times I've said some fucked shit to you by accident because I didn't realize that they were fucked up so yeah I heard that like if you were saying something about me I would definitely just be like hey what's what's up what's going on because like we've definitely talked about this kind of stuff before at least on my end so yeah I think we deserve to at least have a conversation right I think I'm gonna pick the oh that's really sad I think I'll hole up in my room for a while because I really enjoy sulking yeah that's true I get it I love a good soul. That's true. <laughs> Sorry. I meant that as like a, I also relate to that. What are you talking shit about me now? <laughs> now I'm going to go sulk about it. <laughs> Post podcast, okay. we just sulk in our rooms. Mm-hmm. That's all we got to do with the rest of the day. Okay. What answer did you get? I got leader type Omega. That's what I got. But also <gasps> oh you chose three of the same answers that I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. True. <laughs> Last time we did this quiz, you got a different answer, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. What did I get? I feel like I got another beta answer. I thought you, I remember you getting one and it explained it and you were like, yes, this is correct. But I can't remember which it was. Like, yeah, I don't remember what quiz. They say something very specific. Yeah. Because this one is like, you do best with a strong and calm alpha, particularly one older than you. While submissive to your mate, you take a second in command stance when leading a group. You will back up your mate come hell or high water. Okay, the second in command stance is real. I feel that. Because I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of a leader, but I'm not like leader in everything all the time. Mm-hmm. But like if, especially if I make like a really strong leader friend, I am like right there. up. Like I become their right hand man for sure. Fair. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun and enlightening. So I guess because that last quiz did say it was 100% accurate, I am like oh, omega leaning on the beta scale is kind of probably where I'm I'm ending up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And I feel like I got omega for both, which I don't know. I feel like it would just be maybe I would be that omega that's just surprised by it because I'd be like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you what? <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so we finally finished our episode. We finally did I it. I hope you guys get to hear this one. Because Fingers crossed this gets out into the world. Um, yeah, and if it does get out there, please let us know what you got in your quizzes instead of mm-hmm. letting us know about um, the physics of sex. You can send any of the physics to me. I will gladly read them. Okay, that's good. <laughs> take that Take that from me. Thank you. Um, but I, will, I would love to know what kind of, you know, alpha, beta, omega you are. For mm-hmm. sure. Let I want to hear All right, guys. All right. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. Bye. The Podcast Rejects is a Gamer Frauds Network production. Find us on Instagram at The Podcast Rejects. For early access to all Gamer Frauds Network content and a ton of exclusive perks, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash gamerfrauds.